This episode of Fuel for the Soul is powered by ASICS. Head over to ASICS.com and sign up for a one ASICS account. It's completely free, and when you sign up, you'll receive 10% off your first purchase. You'll also gain access to exclusive colorways on ASICS.com, free standard shipping, special birthday month discounts, and more. Hi, this is Thomas with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Believe in the Run. And this is Megan with Featherstone Nutrition. A.K.A. Feathers. And you're listening to Fuel for the Soul, the podcast where we talk all things hydration and nutrition and how it affects performance. And today we are diving into some more listener questions, um, specifically about collagen and maybe protein powders. We'll see. I do enjoy some collagen. I think we all have a lot of experience to throw into this discussion today, but I don't know. The marketing on collagen must be doing really, really well these days because I have gotten an astronomical amount of questions about collagen just over the last like six to eight weeks. The t- there's, there's a new a TV commercial for one of them. And it's, it's really good because it basically says collagen will make your life better in every possible way. Better hair, better skin, better teeth, better joints, better everything. Just... Take collagen. You know who's um, pushing collagen is... It's the light blue one. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blue one is Vital Proteins, I believe. Is that the Yeah, one? that's yeah. the, the one. The blue and white. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're doing TV ads. Maybe we should pull the TV ad and play the audio uh, on here because it's crazy. Is it good? They're, they're, I mean, you would think collagen could cure everything, including COVID. Like, it's a cure-all. Yeah. You've got cancer, take some collagen. You've got <laughs> diarrhea, collagen. You've got echinacea and dry skin. What are they called, the dry skin stuff? Um, eczema? eczema. Eczema, that's the one I'm thinking of. Take some collagen. Yeah. This is so good. So, okay, now I understand why I'm getting so many questions, because it literally is in the limelight at the moment. And you're absolutely right. They are touting that it can fix everything. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll break it down. So today's question comes from Paul Saylor. He said, hi, all. Love the podcast. My partner and I have learned so much invaluable nutrition advice that we've applied to our training and helped me PR by over 17 minutes at the Berlin Marathon. On the supplement episode, Megan, a.k.a. Feathers, mentioned collagen as a good supplement for dealing with reoccurring Achilles tendinopathy. As an ethical vegan with reoccurring Achilles tendinopathy, collagen supplements aren't an option. However, I've read about collagen boosters meant to promote the body's natural production of it. Are these boosters actually helpful? If so, what quantities of nutrients should I be looking for in them and how often should I be taking it? Thanks so much. So before we dive into his specific question, Megan, talk to us, what is collagen? Yeah, so I think it's good to take a step back, but this is a really good question from Paul, so we'll get there. But um, taking a step back, what is collagen? It's the most abundant structural protein in our body. So it makes up all of our connective tissues, um, and it's about a third third of the total protein in our body is actually collagen. If you think about it, like structurally, right, it's holding together tendons, ligaments, bones, um, and we also find it in our cartilage. So as you can see, you know, why where we're going with this, tendons, ligaments, bones, cartilage, joints, like all very intriguing to athletes. So that's where we find most of the collagen in our body. So I think, you know, now we're like, all right, so why is everybody asking about it? Because it's 
it's a very bioavailable in the different tissues in our body that potentially aren't functioning when we get injured as an endurance athlete, but also we make less collagen as we get older. So I was just going to ask that. I was going to say kids are bouncy. Kids are bouncy. They're rubbery. I'm thinking (laughs) their collagen levels are high and you know, we're all trying to push the envelope. And, and as a matter of fact, women in their forties are crushing it in the marathon right now. Right you know, late thirties, early forties, just dominating. And so, yeah, but yeah, the, the thing that's going to start showing effects is some of these things that are age related. Wait, why do we stop mm-hmm. making it as we age? It's not that we stop. It's just our synthesis of it gets slower as we get older. And when we really look at like when this starts to happen, it's actually in our late twenties. So oh. Yeah. I mean, so when they're talking about like, you need more of this, they're, they're right. Like we probably do need more of this. I just think from the media standpoint, it's kind of being blown out of proportion, but that's what they're kind of pulling onto is that the synthesize decreases as we get older. So we need help synthesizing it as we get older. That's the other thing though. I always feel like when we see like this one cure all like collagen or, you know, vitamin D or iron, we talk about all these things that, you know, we need that. And then people go overboard right. and you, you take too much iron and it has the same effect as too little iron. You take too much D and you just piss it out. You just, <laughs> the collagen, it, you know, how do we know like how much of it's actually getting used? Cause this is an expensive thing to be adding mm-hmm. to your, I, like right now I was just thinking about today was how much does it cost to keep me moving each <laughs> month? And I'm like, I was like trying to add up all the stuff that I'm, you know, throwing in, throwing in nowadays. And I'm like, geez, I'm, I'm an expensive maintenance machine. I'm like one of those, you buy a car and you're like, oh, I can afford the car. But then you're like, the maintenance on this thing is just horrendous. And that's me. <laughs> it's high maintenance. Because. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like an Italian car or something. I don't know. I love it. Needs the highest octane fuel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's a good conversation to have. Like a downside is the cost of it, right? Like, do we really need this expense? So that's always something to keep in mind when we're thinking about supplementation. But, but I, I think what I'm asking, though, is like, is this one of those things where more is better or like how, do, how does your body actually synthesize collagen and use it? So. Right. So that's a good question. So more, I guess when we think about like dose, because that's very important when we're taking a supplement is we need to understand how much timing, all those types of things to make sure that if we're paying for that supplement, that our body is utilizing it appropriately, or does our body even need it to be utilized, right? So when we really look at the research, you know, you nailed some of the things up front that are the claims that collagen can help with. So collagen can help with cartilage regrowth, decreasing joint pain, strengthening tendons and ligaments, increasing bone density, and helping with that skin elasticity. Like that's where a lot of the research is, is in those different areas. So when we look at the the research, different amounts are being used for different things. So when you say like, how much of this do I need is more better? A lot of it's going to depend on why are we taking collagen in the first place? So 
if it's for more of the skin benefits, a lot of the research is on lower doses, like two grams to five grams. I even found a study that was on one gram a day. But when we're looking for tendon, ligament, joint health, all those types of things, it's more like 10 to 15 grams of collagen per day. So it's a decent you know, amount of collagen that we're talking to really help with some of these different areas for endurance athletes. So when I do a scoop of it in my coffee each morning, how many grams is in a scoop, you think? It should be 10. Most supplements, I think I know the one you guys have, usually a scoop is 10, but that's something you want to look at. You know, I'm sitting here with mine right next to me from writing these things down. Um, and this one scoop has 16 grams, so it's a little bit higher. But you want to look at yours. If you're taking gummies, I mean, spoiler alert, gummies and pills, there's no way you're getting enough. So I found some gummies online and you had to take 16 of them <laughs> to get 16 10. gummies. No, yeah. Yeah. So make sure you're looking at, yeah, gummies are easy or pills are easy, but make sure you're getting the amount you need for it to actually be effective. Yeah. But gummies taste good too. So I could eat 16 <laughs> yeah. of them. Like, like think about it, that's like a kid's lunch pack. Yeah. But um, what do they say is a serving for, on the gummies? Do they say 16? No, they're saying four is a serving. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what's in collagen and find out why Paul Saylor might be having trouble digesting it. Yes. So collagen is only found in animal flesh. So there is no such thing as vegan collagen. It does not exist. So, so you can't get collagen out of corn? No, you cannot. So right now, what he mentioned in his question is collagen boosters. So it's giving your body the things that it needs to create collagen. So the different amino acids, vitamin C, some of the precursors that we need to create this collagen. So it's trying to give our bodies the building blocks in hopes that it's going to synthesize more collagen. So that's kind of the thought with the vegan boosters. And honestly, scouring the research, there is no good research to tell us, like, is this working or not? I think it's just too new of a concept and there just is not good research out there. So then we take a step to like, hypothetically, should this work? Yeah, hypothetically, it should work, right? But we don't have the proof, is it actually working yet? The other thing is they're starting to um, try to ferment different yeast and bacterias to create a vegan collagen. So that's something that they're doing like in the lab right now so that hopefully they can have in the future better collagen options for vegans. But then, I mean, you could go down the rabbit hole of like, is that truly vegan? So, I mean, that's obviously going to depend on, on the person. There is one vegetarian supplement that I found that actually ferments um, eggshell membranes. So, obviously, a vegan couldn't take that. But then when I looked even further, it's like a proprietary blend. So, you can't even tell how much actual collagen is in there. Yeah. It's a blend of 10 grams, which is like, oh, cool. But in there is collagen, prebiotics, probiotics. So, you really have to do a little bit of investigating, guys, when you're digging into some of these vegan boosters because there's just not enough out there yet about what we actually need. So you're taking a little bit of a gamble, a little roll of the dice here as we're choosing different things. I didn't find any boosters that were NSF certified or informed choice certified. So there's always kind of that red flag. You guys know if you've listened to this show that we always recommend that we're looking for that third party certification um, on any supplement that we're taking not just because we're being drug tested, but because a lot of times collagen can be contaminated with heavy metals and we don't want to be taking that with yeah. a side of our collagen, you know? Quick, quick question that might sound weird, but like I'm thinking some, you know, 
people have different reasons they're vegetarian. Some are environmental. And we know that, like, people talk about cricket flower and some of these insects. Uh, you said it's not available through plants. Is it available through some of those resources? Yeah. So, you know, again, thinking about where collagen is, it's in like the skin, right? So you can also get it in marine sources, but the one of the best sources of collagen in fish is sardines because you eat the skin and the bones of sardines, Ugh. which I know, I know we're all cringing as I say that out loud. I'd rather but, eat crickets. So, <laughs> but crickets don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> Insects don't have um, collagen in them or like eating the skin on salmon or, you know, have heard me how many times I think Thomas I've said this in conversation to you like don't eat the skin on your chicken and turkey that's where all the saturated fat is but that's also where the collagen is <laughs> so it's so like you're saying it, wings wings could be good for you <laughs> oh I knew I knew this was taken in that direction so eat a dozen chicken wings get your <laughs> collagen right <laughs> so it's hard to get it through diet I guess is the point there and then you guys have probably all heard of like bone broth. So bone broth, we're literally boiling down. So that is high in collagen, but you would have to drink like two or three cups of collagen a day to equal this 10 grams that we need from all this research. Um, I mean, that must be why it's so expensive because it's taking a lot of material to create that 15 gram scoop. Okay. Also on our um, container, I forget what, if it says one, two or three, but there's like different numbers of collagen there's like mm. what what is that and what are those so this was something i really wanted to dive into because a lot of times when you guys ask me questions i have to educate myself too like i don't believe it or not i don't know it all all the time no i'm kidding um <laughs> wait so you are, are kidding <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i am <laughs> i think there's like 28 different types of collagen but if oh. you've seen there's a lot of talk on like type one type two and type three and when we really dig into the research, those different types are in different tissues in our bodies. So there's like more, you know, type one in our bones and tendons and ligaments, but in our cartilage is type two, right? So people are like, oh, if I want to improve my, you know, cartilage thickness in my knee, I need type two collagen. Where does that come from? And then you look at your supplement, and you can't find that information anywhere. So people are kind of like spinning their wheels with this types of collagen thing. So I'm like, I got to get, I got to understand this better, right? So when you look at the research, pretty much everybody is studying bovine collagen. Like that's what's being given across the board. So if we look at that, that's cow, right? That's cowhide that is turned into collagen. And it's mostly type one and type three. And when you really kind of dig into the research, what we're finding is Collagen is broken down into peptides in our body. So it doesn't seem like it's being beneficial to target a certain type of collagen, like type 1, type 2, type 3. The research has never put like type 1 to type 2 head-to-head -head in a study to show if it is more beneficial for joints to use type 2. So what we're finding is the research is using this bovine collagen that has type 1 and type 3, and that's where we're seeing the benefit. So, like, I typically tell people don't worry as much about the type. At least right now, we don't have research to support that we should be, like, seeking out a certain type of collagen. Um, I don't know off the top of my head what numbers are on the container we have at home, but is majority of them 1 and 3, like you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's usually, like primarily well, bovine collagen is like 90% type one and most of the collagen in our body is type one. So okay. the other ones are smaller percentages anyways. Um, and again, like maybe we'll find that this is, I'm totally wrong in 10 years, but for right now, we just don't have the research to prove it. But here's the problem for me. The conundrum is once I start taking something and if I do have a solid training block or, you know, I seem to like 
knock on wood, I've had a small injury, but for the last two years, I've been running fairly well. Like, you know, for a man my age, you know, having an injury through running every once in a while is, I would say, typical, if not expected. Mm -hmm. And they haven't been bad injuries. But so what I'm saying is I start to go, okay, I don't know if the collagen's working, but I can't stop. Well, so, Megan, you were saying there's no real research on the boosters that Paul was hoping to take. But is there solid research on collagen supplementation? 100%. Yeah, there is a lot of research on collagen in a wide variety of populations. And there is a lot in athletes. So kind of to take a step back, when we first realized that we could potentially see a benefit of supplementing collagen for um, tendon and ligament injuries and recovery. It was actually in NFL players, and it was before collagen hydrolysates, which is what we all take, the white powder, were even on the market yet. So they were actually giving them packets of Knox gelatin because gelatin, you know, structurally with amino acid profiles is exactly the same thing as collagen. So they were mixing that, and we need a source of vitamin C with it, in orange juice, Literally, and I don't know if any of you have tried that. Of course, I did back in the day. And it, like, doesn't um, – it's, like, gelatinous. It, uh-huh. like You're, like, guzzling, like, chunks of, like, hardened jello in orange juice. It's disgusting. But they were actually finding, anecdotally, that these guys were, like, not getting re-injured as often. They were recovering more quickly. So they started, like, leaving it in the lockers of the guys that had, like, torn ACLs, you know? So that's kind of where this started was just a little more anecdotally. And now, you know, we have these lovely collagen hydrogen that totally dissolve in water so that it's a lot easier to take. So that's where kind of this, a lot of the research was born out of like, all right, so let's get these clinical studies, these head to head placebo controlled, you know, different types of things. So, um, you know, of course, all research is with a grain of salt, like some of these are funded by the collagen company, some of them aren't right, there's meta analyses of like all the different benefits. But at the end of the day, there are some pretty positive research studies regarding um, cartilage regrowth. So specifically in people with any type of osteoarthritis in a joint, all of us as runners probably have osteoarthritis in one of our joints, we just haven't necessarily identified it yet, right? So what it's showing is that if we're supplementing with like 10 grams per day with a little bit of vitamin C, that it can actually help regrow that cartilage thickness in there. And so then they did studies on like reported joint pain in in athletes. So when we're having like overuse injuries and joints are aching and pain, which go back to this concept of the cartilage regrowth. And they were also finding that in active young adults and older adults that supplementing with collagen helped decrease that joint pain. Um, So there's, you know, lots of decent research on actual joints. And then of course, I think for a lot of us, it's also the tendon ligament type stuff. So like Achilles injuries, high hamstring injuries, like those are the two that I would say I see the most in my runners. Um, And there was a really well done study that looked at supplementation for six months on Achilles pain and the strength in calves. um, And they found that it did indeed help a lot more versus the placebo. So you can see why we're all jumping on this bandwagon. None of us want to get hurt. All of us have some sort of soft tissue injury, joint injury, all those types of things. 
There's also some people who take it for bone density. So there's some studies for like postmenopausal women. If they're supplementing for like a year, it improved their bone density. Again, that's that's huge, right? Um, and then of course, you know, kind of skin type stuff is is anecdotal on the side. But I would say most of my athletes are less concerned about the skin piece and more concerned about staying healthy. Um, so I mean, there certainly is some some really good research to support using it. Along with taking it with vitamin C, which I think most of the supplements now have incorporated. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also said before that it's the timing is really important. So talk to us about when, if you are going to supplement, when you should be taking it. So one of the best studies that kind of put this timing thing on the mark was they gave all these young male athletes uh, either five grams or 15 grams of collagen, and then they measured it in their blood. So it peaked in their blood about 45 minutes to an hour after taking it. So that's when the most of those those collagen, they're looking for different amino acids, was hanging out in their blood. So we know that blood supply to tendons and ligaments and joints is awful. So the thought is when it's peaking in our bloodstream, if we're exercising, when we're getting more blood to those areas, it's more beneficial. So they took it a step further and they took these guys' blood out, right, that had all the amino acids from the collagen in it, and they actually put it into a human ligament, I can't remember which one it was, in a lab to watch what it did, and it improved the collagen synthesis in this. So is it a full body picture? No. Like, we have to do some crazy science stuff to see what's happening here. We can't, like, look at some guy's Achilles. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to let us, like, cut into there. So we do have to do some of these things. So then, of course, it's extrapolating this stuff that's happening in a lab into, is this really happening in the human body? So you could always question those types of things. But, I mean, it was pretty clear that if we're taking collagen that 45 minutes to an hour before when it's peaking in our bloodstream and it's getting to those areas, we're seeing an increase in collagen synthesis in those areas, which means stronger, more resilient, stretchy tendons, ligaments, all that kind of stuff. And so some supplements, it seems like you have to take them and then it like builds up in your system over time. Is this something where you can take it one day, skip a day or take it when you're in high training or like what do do we have research behind that? So the research shows consistent supplementation. So, I mean, it's, I think the shortest study was 24 weeks. So it's funny. I had somebody start it and they're like, I feel better. It's like a weekend. I'm like, well, <laughs> college is not going to, you're not going to feel it in a week, right? Like it's going to be long-term things. Like, wow, that isn't niggling. Wow. That doesn't hurt as much. You know, it's not something we're going to feel immediately by any means. Um, but I do typically just kind of my own thought process around collagen is like, if it's a rest day and we don't want to take it, don't take it. It, To your point, it's not something that has to hit like a threshold in our bloodstream and stay there because we're supplementing every single day. Like it's okay if we're not exercising that day to just not take it. But we want to be consistent like week to week if we want to see a benefit in that. Okay. And then if someone doesn't want to supplement, what are there foods that are not gross chicken skin that you can eat or is, is that it? It's a supplement or some weird nasty foods. So kind of like we talked about with fish oil, like you could get it, but are you going to consistently get enough to see these benefits? Probably not. So I had a feeling you were going to ask this question. So if you, um, you have to drink like two to three cups of bone broth. So no one's going to do that before a run. Let's be honest. Um, (laughs) We talked about sardines or salmon with the skin on. Again, like timing-wise, we're probably not going to be doing that before a run. The Nox gelatin, right, like a pack of, of Nox gelatin. I don't know if you guys can picture that. If they're not very big. Maybe a tablespoon's in there is only 8 grams of collagen, so you'd have to have like a little more than that. So if we're thinking jello, you'd have to eat a 
shit ton of jello <laughs> to get enough collagen, truthfully. Um, and then, of course, like turkey and chicken skin, which isn't great for our cholesterol. So all of that to say, no, not really. Like if we really want the benefits, like a supplement is probably the way we need to go. Okay, but back to the bone broth. That has, does that hydrate you? And then you've got sodium. I mean, that's Ooh. not the worst option. I mean, yeah. That, or you, my mind went to like the wackiness you guys were doing in the woods with the uh, ultra thing this weekend. Like maybe you could like sip on bone broth, like at mm. aid stations for ultras. I mean, I could get around that. That might help. This episode of Fuel for the Soul is sponsored by Inside Tracker. We all use Inside Tracker to check our general health through training and to make sure we're set up for success come race day. Thomas, give everyone a little more information about Inside Tracker. All right. Inside Tracker is a personalized nutrition platform that uses blood work to create a science-backed plan to help you reach your potential for better performance and a longer, healthier life. You can learn more about the product by going to InsideTracker.com. And for a limited time, InsideTracker is offering our listeners 20% off their entire store. Just go to InsideTracker.com slash fuel. Okay, what are, are there any downsides to taking a collagen supplement? So I think like we said at the beginning, they're not cheap. I mean, they're not the most expensive supplements, but like it's a commitment, especially if you're going to buy one that is informed choice, NSF certified um, or third party tested. And I would recommend that because there have been plenty of accounts of heavy metals sneaking into our collagen. And I mean, that's just not something we want to be taking. So um, I think just making sure that we're getting a reputable supplement is probably the most important thing. Um, but the other thing that I find is it's kind of a clunky supplement to figure out how to take. So a lot of people have their pre-run ritual and like trying to figure out like how this fits in has been tricky for a lot of my athletes. I know you guys put it in coffee. That's typically what I do too. But a lot of people don't like what that tastes like. So then I tell them to mix it with it. So it dissolves really well in warm liquid. So if you take a little bit of warm water and shake up a serving, and then you put in some ice, more water, and your electrolyte supplement, I've had some people have success taking that. But if someone doesn't normally drink much before they run, like it's, I, I some people have trouble. So what about the fact that I've also heard, I think it was momentous. I don't know if we want to mention them, but that came out and mm -hmm. said that it's not. They've done not tests. To, yeah, not to put it in your coffee because then you don't it. absorb it or something. They also came out with a booster, right? Or a shot or something? So they have a liquid collagen shot. So okay. I've been searching for more liquids that are third-party tested, and I have not found any but theirs. Um, I've gotten an email out to a company now trying to figure out, like, do you third-party test this? Because they have quite a few options of liquid collagen because they think there's a market there. Um, it's just the liquid collagen shots are expensive, like four times the amount of using like a powder, right? So that's going to add up over time, but it is easier to take for somebody who I was just saying, it's kind of clunky for them to add it to whatever they're drinking. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, like, can I mix my collagen in my coffee? You're right. There has been a message put out there that it, that Caffeine in coffee decreases collagen synthesis, so you should never add collagen to coffee is the message that's out there. So you know me. I'm like, I can't not drink coffee before I run, so let me prove this wrong. <laughs> that's kind of where my mind went, right? No, I'm kidding. Not, well, partially. So anyways, <laughs> when I look at the studies, they're all like in a Petri dish in a lab. So we don't have any studies proving that 
collagen synthesis is decreased if we put it in our one cup of coffee in the morning. I'm not convinced yet, honestly, because one of the studies um, showed they were literally putting caffeine into a Petri dish to watch what was happening as far as collagen synthesis went. Um, and it was really hard to figure out, like, how much caffeine were they putting in there, right? Like, my thought, the way it was written, I couldn't figure it out. But my thought is, like, maybe it was just a ton of caffeine, right? So, like, that's one of my thoughts. Like, is it just the amount of caffeine? And then one of the other studies was in male rats. We are not rats. <laughs> so I don't know that we can really extrapolate that um, to us. And then the third study is, it's, like, not really even related to athletes. It's just showing that caffeine in general slows wound healing in a lab, in, like, a lab-made skin graft. You know what I mean? So like, I just don't think that any of these three studies are enough for us to change our routine if putting collagen in our coffee is beneficial. So. Okay. So we talked about there's the liquid one. There's the powder that we use in like a big container, which you dump into mm -hmm. whatever a scoop. You've got the liquid from Momentus. You said there's gummies. I think I've seen mm -hmm. collagen creamers. What's mm -hmm. like, is there a best option here that we should be going for? I think the powder is going to okay. be the easiest, quite frankly, or a liquid. I would love to see more liquid options on, on the market because I think that would be really easy for people too. The collagen creamers often don't have 10 grams of collagen. So that's just something you want to check on. Like if you're using a collagen creamer and you're like, oh, I got this covered, check, because it's probably not going to be enough. Um, and same thing with the gummies, right? Like four gummies was two and a half grams of collagen. So you'd have to eat 16 of them. Um, so it's just kind of looking at the one that you like and making sure that it's giving you the dose that you need to have the benefits that you're looking for. And so if you're only taking two to three grams a day, you're just, you're not doing yourself any help. No, I mean, you could be helping with skin, skin, hair, and nails, like smaller doses like that have been shown to help with that. But if we're really trying to trigger some collagen synthesis in cartilage, tendons, joints, um, ligaments, we definitely want to make sure we're hitting at least that 10 grams. Some studies even show 15. And I know we've talked about this before, but some people are using collagen almost like a protein powder and it does not work the same way, right? Correct. Correct. So collagen is considered an incomplete protein. So when we look at the amino acid makeup of a specific protein, it has to hit a certain threshold in each amino acid to be considered complete. So collagen does not hit all of them at the level that it should to be considered a complete protein. So I would never lean on it as your recovery piece from a protein standpoint, not only from that, but also we know that in order to trigger our muscles to recover, we have to have a certain amount of leucine in our protein. And collagen is very low in leucine also. So if you really want to add collagen to a smoothie, cool, but make sure you get a full dose of protein from your plant-based protein powder, from your Greek yogurt, from your whey protein, and then just use that as like an addition. Don't count it as your quote-unquote protein. Okay, so back to Paul's question about his Achilles and these boosters. Is he kind of SOL here? So I work with a lot of vegan athletes, and I do have some of them that are taking the boosters. Cause, and we've looked at them together because I'm like, you know what? If we have these tendon or ligament issues and we're really looking for that extra piece, like, is it harmful 
Probably not. Again, it's the cost is the biggest thing. But if that's not an issue for us, then, you know, could it potentially be helpful? It might be. We just don't have enough research to be like, yes, it is. Or you need to his question. He wanted to know, like, what exactly should be in his supplement to make sure that it's effective. And we just honestly don't know that yet. What they're typically doing is... Collagen is really high in glycine and proline and hydroxyproline. So those are amino acids. So they're adding those in, hoping, again, that we'll create what we need to create with that. So a lot of times those will be in there. Obviously, vitamin C needs to be in there. Zinc is also a piece of collagen synthesis. So sometimes there'll be zinc. So zinc, vitamin C, and those specific amino acids would definitely be something to just make sure that they have. But again, this is just so, so new. We're just really not sure yet. Give us your... Final key takeaways on collagen and who should be taking it. Yeah. I mean, I think when we take, when we look at supplementation, kind of this is how my mind works. It works as like, is what we're taking, is that something that we're readily getting in our diet? So collagen is a big no for that. So we're not getting a ton of it in our diet. Do we know that more of something is beneficial on multiple levels? for our body. Yes. If we got more collagen, we're not getting enough of it in our diet. It actually could be very beneficial for all sorts of parts of our body. Like we talked about joints, tendons, ligaments, skin, bone health, all that kind of stuff. And we're not really seeing any downsides as long as we're taking a safe supplement. So to me, with this, the positive research that studies are supporting, you know, it, it wouldn't be harmful if we're having any of these issues to be supplementing with collagen. You know, does everyone across the board need it? No. But if you're somebody who is getting older, running, has any type of joint issues, tendon, ligament issues, like it wouldn't hurt to give it a try and be consistent with it and make sure it's working 45 to 60 minutes pre-exercise, take 10 to 15 grams with a little bit of vitamin C, and that's kind of the routine. So kind of try to figure that out and get that into your routine and then give it time. So again, like we said, it's not going to be like, I feel so good in a week. It's going to take months. So it's got to be something that you're willing to commit to, to really see, is this being beneficial? Is this helpful? And then of course, being consistent. So we said like, if you have one rest day a week or two rest days a week, if you don't want to take it, that's fine. But like making sure we're being consistent, taking it week to week so we can really, um, see if it is having that benefit for us i love it are you are you convinced to keep taking it yes what was your question the expense of all these things and how you determine what you can cut back out after you've added all these things in like how do you test and how do you figure out what you do and don't need because i just keep adding shit and sooner or later i'm gonna have this tower of pills that i'm taking and i won't know what is working what's not what's working so I, I think that's a good question, but we're never going to know for sure, like if something is working. But I think that's why I am like pro collagen supplements and pro omega-3 supplements is because both of those things we're not getting enough of in our diet. We know it can be helpful for our bodies, for recovery, for overall health, to decrease injury. And even if it's not doing exactly what it's supposed to do for our Achilles tendon, is it doing other things in our body that are positive? Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where I am with supplements. Like if we know we're not getting enough through our diet and we think it could be helpful, what's the harm? You know, that just reminded me, like for these supplements, is there anything in your blood work you can look at to know if you need them or no? No. I mean, I guess if you had like a really phenomenal like PT or sports chiro that had an ultrasound and they could watch like. You know, when I had Achilles tendonitis, they put an ultrasound on there and they're like, oof, this part doesn't look so good. There's a lot of inflammation. There's thickening. You know, I guess you could potentially like watch the changes in that. But would you know it was for actual collagen? No. You know, so. The thickening. Yeah. 
I know. We all have thick Achilles now. <laughs> all right, so that covers college. And Meg, are you satisfied with the answers that you got? <laughs> I am. How about you, Thomas? Did everything get answered? I feel satisfied. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Um, if you have a question that we have not answered, you can send us an audio message. Just go to anchor.fm, search Fuel for the Soul, and hit that message button. Or, or send us an email at... At peas and carrots. <laughs> <laughs> at fuel <laughs> or you can send us an email at fuel for the soul podcast at gmail.com peas and carrots <laughs> bye bye Um, okay. Kick it off, T. What is up, people? You really want me to start it? Yeah. Okay. What is up? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? Yes, sure. I sure, waited, Thomas. You totally I, did. I waited till there was a point for you to cut. <laughs> I skipped a beat. Yeah. I know this won't make it. See, I'm not crazy, Megan. Mm, debatable. <laughs> that, yeah. to me, makes okay. coffee taste bad. Like the... Uh, nut nut milk in your coffee. It's like mothballs to me. Hey, what are you doing this weekend?